welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. All right. Hey, Beth. Hey, Jenna. How are you? Great. I'm so excited to be hanging with Chris Stefanik today. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Chris. How are you? I'm I'm excited to be with you guys. You know, my my staff was more excited about this interview than pretty much anyone I've ever done. So (laughs) you have fans at Real Life Catholic. (laughs) A staff of many women, it sounds like. Yeah. Hey, could I? And some guys who maybe spy in on that. <laughs> you know, that happens more often than. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Surprised. Oh, yeah. We, don't, we don't tell anyone, but we're all watching. <laughs> we're all listening. Um, Chris, could I ask you to introduce yourself? Yeah, Chris Stefanik, travel the world, preach the gospel, uh, write books, have a TV show called Real Life Catholic, which is on Amazon Prime. Um, and really just focus on getting people to, to live the, in the joy of the gospel in their everyday lives. That's, that's what it's about. So. And have six kids, ages 19 to six. Been married 21 years. Wow. Got married really young. You have a 19-year-old. Yeah, I'm 43 and I have a 19-year-old. So I'm kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to grow old with my first kid, which is kind of cool. That is cool. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so grateful for your ministry. I'm, I'm grateful to God for your gift of communication because it's, it's spoken life into my heart. So I'm excited Praise God. Uh, just for people to hear from you, what God's done in your life, what he's taught you, and then to live Thank it for you. themselves. Yeah. We, I have to tell, we have to tell Chris the first time we met him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Okay. So we were in Orlando yeah. like a year and a half ago, and we were having lunch with our spiritual advisor, Father John Parks, in this like little... Uh, I love that guy. <laughs> in this little Mexican food restaurant in a hotel at the end of a Steubenville conference that he was... Oh my was... gosh. Do you remember yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, and it was like hey, madness. see you again. <laughs> <laughs> All these like students, you know, milling by, and you like popped in. It was like trying to sneak in and have a yeah. little chat. Anyway, that was the first time I met you. That's awesome. Yeah, but you talked oh. about how he was so, Chris was so kind. I know, honestly. It was really moving. Yeah. You were so gracious to all of those teens who were just like, you were just trying to eat something. <laughs> it was very <laughs> much like were, Jesus. You, you know? were like on your way to try to catch your flight or something yes. like that and trying to like stuff your face really fast. And these kids were just trying to chat and you were just so kind to them. Well, that's why, you know, that's why I'm doing it, man, is for the people yeah. I'm, I'm there for. You know, uh, I was at the March for Life and it was hard to walk two feet without being stopped, which was a great confirmation and like, okay, praise God, people are being blessed by this. It's a weird emotional response when I meet people who are following our ministry. I almost feel sad, like right away, because like I just, are you okay? I worry about you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then I have to go, you know, but I, I, I carry all that in my yeah. heart. I'm always praying for the people that we are able to bless. Just want to help them. That's what it's about. Yeah. I'm curious your prayer life with your wife in terms of like yeah. the ministry. Do you guys pray for your ministry? Is she heavily mm-hmm. involved? Like what's that relationship like? Yeah, she she is. Uh, she's constantly, I mean, I'm, I'm always getting input from her, bounce things yeah. off her. It's a real gift. Um, but the, the prayer life in our home, you know, the foundation of it is is listening to the Word of God. You know, it's the start of every day, we're, we're reading the Word of God with our kids. We're reading from the gospel of the day. 
and asking him, you know, what does Jesus say in your heart? Having him pay mm-hmm. attention to what words or images or phrases pop out at them. You know, th- that's how he speaks to us. We look for uh, signs, you know. Uh, I, you know, I, I saw a, a, a leaf blow across the street. Am I supposed to leave my boyfriend now? It's like, <laughs> no. Um, listen to God by reading the Word. Yeah. You know? a, another foundation of our, our prayer life at the end of the day with the kids, we examine our consciences, say what we're sorry for, and, and give thanks things. I, I, I try to be real intentional myself, and I, I train my kids to be intentional about giving thanks. Because if we don't, it's so easy to think our lives stink, you know, because it's that it's that head game, man. Our, our minds are, are, I think, formed to look for the negative. You know, I, I think the caveman who was good at stressing out all the time was probably better at surviving than the one who was good at smelling the roses and <laughs> relaxing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's okay. Your brain's doing its job when it's being negative, and God calls us to more than the natural. He calls us to supernatural. He calls Mm. us to an amazing life. He calls us to what St. Paul had when he was in prison and wrote, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. You know, and he, and he, he wrote, set your your mind on things above. Jump into the head game and focus your brain in the right place if you want to be a joyful person, if you want the gospel to make a difference in your life. That's Sorry, everything. I, 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 I mean, speak can... for a living, so I kind of go off <laughs> jump in. And... <laughs> yeah, I, ju- I mean, I just want to... I just want to amen everything you're saying. It's such a mental game, this like Christian life, living with joy, living on mission, becoming who God created us to be, who we already are. It's so mental. It is. I mean, Jesus is called the word of God for a lot of different reasons. But the words that are going around in our heads, man, they're so powerful. They're so formative for our entire lives and how our whole lives pan out. And uh, that's why I wrote that, that book, I Am. What are you saying to yourself about who you are? You know, because of all the words we speak to ourselves, a lot of the external words about our lives are, okay, don't be negative about your life, be grateful, right? But the most foundational words we speak to ourselves that have the biggest impact are around the issue of identity. Yeah. And of all the words we have to get right in our heads, we can't get that one wrong. Because if we go through life thinking the wrong thing about ourselves, labeling ourselves in the wrong way. How we act comes from how we see ourselves. And then that determines our entire lives. So but the foundation of our whole lives is those words you speak about you yeah. to yourself. Chris, I've heard you talk about like a primary lie, identifying and just acknowledging yeah. that there's a primary lie and then overriding that with what God says about you. So That's what's that right. been like for you? Yeah, no, if, if you disagree with God's word about your dignity and worth and identity, guess which one of you guys is wrong? And and we often do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think we go through life with a primary lie about ourselves. My I Am book goes through meditations on different truths from the word of God about our identity and worth and dignity. So we stop beating ourselves up inside our heads. But everybody's got a primary lie. I'm, I'm convinced of that. And mm-hmm. usually that primary lie runs directly counter to whatever God is calling you to be. Because the devil's going to work real hard to make sure you don't see that, that you're blinded from it by a false identity. And I think of when Peter first encountered Jesus. You know, they're on that boat, and he he falls to his knees. Depart from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Mm-hmm. So he, he named himself, and, and it was a loaded statement. He wasn't just saying, I've committed sins. I think in that moment, he was saying, I'm inadequate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm worthless. I can see, Jesus, in your eyes that you're calling me to something amazing, and I am not that guy. I'm Mm. not going to measure up. 
Jesus took Peter on a long journey to Caesarea Philippi, which is right in the border of Lebanon, and it wasn't on the way to the temple or anything. It was way out there. It probably took him days going up and down these hills. I mean, I've, I've driven there. I do pilgrimages to the Holy Land in a nice air-conditioned bus. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this must have been a horrible walk. You know? Why would he take this journey to the border of Israel, uh, the border of Lebanon? Because there's a huge rock there. And he put a lot of thought into this one simple conversation he was going to have with Peter. I'm wow. going to take you all the way out here, stand in front of this rock, and right here say, your new name is, is Peter. You're, you're the rock. On this rock, I'll build my church. Peter, you've named yourself inadequate. You've named yourself weak. You've named yourself sinful man. And I have a new name for you for the rest of your life. Because the way that you lead my church has got to come from how you see yourself, Peter. And every time someone asks you to pass the fish, you're going to hear Hey, massive rock. Remember that image? <laughs> Remember that? Please pass me the fish. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we got to jump into the head game, man. If you're living under lies like I'm broken, I'm inadequate, I'm, I'm nothing, I'm not skinny enough or not pretty enough, I'm not good enough, I won't measure up, I'll, I'll never accomplish this dream or that, I'm, I'm weak, I'm worthless. Stop it. We think and we don't even think about what we're thinking. Stop it. You know, <laughs> Jump into the head game and start preaching the truth to yourself. I'm so passionate about this. I hate seeing the people of God, his beloved sons and daughters who he redeemed, died for, walking around with their heads low and their shoulders slumped over, looking like everybody else. Well, how did this happen, Chris? Where did you... Yeah, how did you become show, Yeah, who yeah. showed this to you? Where did, did you read it? Yeah, this is stuff that just arose in, in adoration and prayer. Mm, cool. Yeah, the, the Lord just led me to this in conversations with my wife and some yeah. staff. And yeah. just it kind of kept clarifying more and more that this was a primary message. It's amazing. It's what we're kicking up with this one. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how, how much, uh, man, the devil hates this message. Boy, does he hate it because I mean, you yeah. met, you're messing with how I'm telling people to label themselves. Yeah. I mean, half the sins people commit, it doesn't come from a, just a raw temptation. It comes from negative self-belief. I'm doing this because that's who I am. I'm acting this way because that's my identity. God has so much more in store for us. You know, but we got to start preaching truth to ourselves. I mean, he didn't reveal his word to us so that we'd wait for podcasts to preach to us. Totally. Gosh, yeah. that's so important that we think... We think somehow we're going to just take it in from a single talk, a, a really powerful talk. Yeah. But then we walk yeah. away from that and continue to agree with this yeah. wrong belief system, you know? That's why they, the book I wrote, is, it's, it's a series of meditations because it's to, to help you daily make a habit, breaking that old habit and making a habit of looking in the mirror and saying the right word to yourself. You know, so I, I and this might sound cheesy, but I literally, I want people to start doing post-its of like who they are, hmm. to start tweeting it out to the world like i'm beautiful whatever whatever yeah. you need to hear most to look in the mirror and say it you know to literally and i do this of course i'm not the average guy i, I listen to blessed is she so uh no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> but we we gotta start preaching ourselves you know i, I was at a church event the other day and this priest was a real pill God bless him. <laughs> but you know the priests are humans too right and i i've long gotten over the the perception that, you know, that priest was mean to me, therefore I hate the church. Give me a break. Come on, man. Priests are people. So, But this guy was being really mean. You know, but I still have this perception even even as a 43-year-old guy where it's like I'm seeing the priest as an authority figure and I'm about to give a talk at his parish and he just rips mm-hmm. into me. So I felt like my gut was ripped out. So I, I, I practiced what I preached and I got in front of the mirror. I literally puffed my chest out, you know, because you're, you're – 
position impacts your disposition. If you want to train yourself to keep thinking that you're beat up, walk around with your shoulders slumped over. Mm-hmm. You're literally training yourself to keep thinking that way. So I, I puff my chest out and I, I point at myself and say, you are a king. Because that, that's the primary identity that I need to counter my primary lie in my life. Yeah. That maybe I, I'm inadequate or don't measure up. Because that, that's a lie I live under. You know, mm-hmm. if I think, well, dude, you got a, you got a TV show and travel the mm-hmm. world and speak everywhere. What do you think that? Well, because every, everybody has the stupidest lies ever. I mean, every lie people think is like, why do you think that? Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Who told you that? Who told yeah. you that about yourself? And the answer is, well, probably Satan. And he's a good liar. It's what yeah, he does he for is. a living. I look in the mirror and say, you're a king. And then that feeling of being punched in the gut just left me. Wow. Something that I've really, I've really loved over the past couple of years is every time I go receive and I bow, I always just kind of like think about what the Lord wants to say to me right then. And something mm-hmm. that's constant playback in my mind is, you are good. Mm-hmm. And, and I love saying that to him. Like, it's my favorite thing ever. But for him <laughs> to say it to me at that mm-hmm. moment is transformative for my life. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, when we're in adoration, you know, it's, it's so we can adore him and so he can adore us back. You know, we say the words, uh, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. And some people actually use their faith or, you, or latch onto a phrase like that and think, see, we're supposed to beat ourselves up. It's, wow. it's holy when you diminish yourself. I'm just dirt. I'm nothing. Okay, let's finish the conversation with God here. Because three minutes after I tell him I'm not worthy, God is in my mouth. Yes. Wow the maker of space and time he answers me wow. there's an answer to me saying that it's like and the answer is yes you are yeah. and not because you got your stuff together chris but because guess who does i do not because you're the perfect son but because i'm the perfect father and i declare you worthy i declare you worthy right now body of christ <laughs> that's what god thinks about us hmm. Time we yeah. start thinking about ourselves. It makes me want you to share what your word of the yeah, year yeah. is too. So I, <clears throat> you know, it's very, it's a very in thing to get a word You've for the year. You've been doing that for years. Yeah, this is like my ninth or you tenth year. You started. I did not best. start it. I did not start it. I love it. Tell me about this a little more. Yeah. Me. So I get yeah. a, I get a word for the year, and I just pray for it. I just ask the Lord, what do you want to give me this year? What do you want me to be on the lookout for? And it becomes like a kind of a touch point for me to go back. And especially Mm. if I'm like having trouble interpreting something in my life, like what's really going on here? It's just a point of reference. Like here's what God is after this year. One year it was more. And that year I had so Mm. many insane, incredible opportunities. It's the first time I went to the Holy Land. I met Pope Francis like three months apart. Crazy. Yeah, it was just like blessing upon blessing. Like everything you could think you want, I'm going to give you more, actually. So it's been so beautiful. Some years are really hard. (laughs) But this year, I wasn't even, I was in the chapel, but I just sort of had this like errant thought. Like, I wonder what my word's going to be next year. And the Lord spoke so clearly to my heart. He said, daughter. I was like, Hallelujah. okay, let's do this. And I, yeah. I have a sense, you know, only a month into the new year that this is deeper. It's so much more profound. It's going to be mm. so much more transformative for my life than any other word. This isn't another mm. word. This is, no, this like is the your foundational. Identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh man, are you crying? Because I am. That's <laughs> no, I have rip. like joy. You know. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It moves me to tears <laughs> thinking about how the Lord loves you. What he's what he's saying through that. That's powerful. Yeah. When, you, when you latch on to God, what do you say to me? Not just about direction for my life totally. or how I'm supposed to think about the world, but who I am. Yeah, yeah. What name do you give me when you look at me? And then to spend spend your time thinking about that name. Yeah. Every time the wrong words pop into your head. And usually we don't even know they're there. You know, like I, I gave an event recently and a woman came up to me after. She said, Chris, I had 12 miscarriages. And for years I had carried around this lie that I was cursed. And I didn't even know I had that lie. And tonight I claim the truth. I'm a beloved daughter of God. Total liberation, man, right there. You know, but she said, I didn't even know I was telling myself that. Oh, my gosh. How do you tell yourself something so horrific and not know you're doing it? And, and again, that's that's usually how we do life. We're on autopilot with, with our thinking. We are not thinking about what we're thinking or why we're thinking it. It just kind of goes on. You know? Well, the, and the enemy is so subtle. I think we yeah. have kind of like a cartoonish picture of the devil and we think yeah. he's going to like jump out and grab us. That's not how he works. He's, he's no. under the radar all the time, just making these suggestions that we believe are our own voice. Mm-hmm. And we just, like you're saying, right. we go along with it until it becomes a deeply written, deeply embedded truth for us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dark angels communicate through thought, through through emotions, through those suggestions like that, mm-hmm. through lower desires. You know, I think that the evil one cooperates with bad events in our lives to so make sure these lies get driven home. And that's why we got to be vigilant. You know, St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. It's a war. Yeah. It's a war between heaven and hell. It meets between your ears. Hmm. and you got to pick sides. Are you going to side with the accuser of our brothers who wants to rip you down and see you in chains? Or with the, that's what the Scripture calls the, the devil. Yeah. Or with the one Scripture calls the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who breathes the word of life into you. And you got to jump into the battle yeah. and pick what side you're going to be on. And if God calls you daughter, then you got to watch what lie is coming into my heart and mind or feelings that go against that name. And whenever they come up, man, I'm going to preach to those lies. Yeah. I'm a daughter. My father put stars in the sky, set galaxies in motion. That's my father. I'm a daughter of, of the king of the universe. That's that's who I am. You know, I have to tell you this funny story about Father Parks. <laughs> he said he was giving a talk at like a parish. Um, it was like a banquet. And it was like yeah. after dinner and they were serving alcohol and people were just having a good time. They really weren't yeah. there for a talk. And he was standing up there giving this talk. I mean, preaching the gospel. You know, he wasn't asking for money or or something. And people were just talking and not listening. And and he was starting to feel really dejected. And he said... Poor Father Park. (laughs) He told me... Who doesn't listen to Father Park? (laughs) This is what I'm saying. (laughs) What kind of jerks were sitting out there? Show me these people. (laughs) Sorry. So he said he stood there in the midst of giving this talk and he said, I am the father's son. He just said Hallelujah. that to himself. I'm the father's son. And so I've adopted yes, that. Yes. I've started saying to myself, I'm the father's daughter. I'm not an yes. orphan. I'm a daughter. I have a father. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. How gorgeous is that? Yeah, that's good stuff. It is, Father. man. And I constantly have to pull on that image. While, and I love that that happened while he was preaching because I have to do that all the, all the time. Mm. I mean, I, it's, I've preached to crowds that, you know, I was at Sea Conference, 17,000 people out there. I mean, there's, there's some scary sized crowds that I preach to, but I've learned to calm down. And I, and I know, I think the devil worked on my particular lie because he knew that God would be shoving me in front of crowds like that. I've learned to calm down by latching onto that same 
image. You know, I, I don't care what they think. I have my heavenly father. I care what he thinks. And I'm, I'm a king in him. Yeah. I'm royalty in him. Chris, you know, I, so we got to go through everyday life that way, man. That's power. Yeah. I just want to, I want to revisit something we sort of glossed over earlier, but that many times the primary lie runs totally counter to what God's doing, our deepest identity, but also right. the place of like our gifting and our mission right. to, to try to take us out of the game earlier. Oh yeah. The devil's scared of you, man. Yeah. He, he's scared of you doing what God's calling you to do. And he can read. He's, he's a smart dude. He, know, he can read pretty well. He's super intellect. What, what he thinks God's going to call you to do. And he's going to mm-hmm. work your whole life. Mm-hmm. So not, not, not to help you not find out what he wants you to do, but, but in a more fundamental level. Think you're fundamentally incapable of doing it. Yeah. That you don't fit that. And we, we so often confuse our sins with our identity, with our worth. We think that we are broken. No, we're, we're not broken. You know, in, in Christ, we're made whole. And I love that, that bit of Catholic theology. You know, a lot of our Protestant brothers and sisters, God bless them, we love them to death, right? But there's that Lutheran theology that I'm a, a dung heap covered in snow. No, I'm not. That's not Catholic theology. I'm infused with the life of Almighty God. There's something fundamentally different there. At my foundation, and my core, I'm good. And he's making me better and better for all eternity. What a beautiful way to see yourself. <laughs> yeah, so cool. You know, from glory to glory. Uh, mm. I, I just love that, man. I love yeah. that. Thank you, Jesus. Chris, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Preaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's um, keep preaching the truth to ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would you mind closing us in prayer? Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Is, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for loving us. Listen, I, I just, you know, for, for the closing prayer, I just want everybody listening right now, maybe just close your eyes for just, just a second uh, and just think, you know, what is the, the main lie you're telling yourself? Mm-hmm. Jesus, in your name and by your blood, we reject that lie. Mm. It doesn't come from you. It has no power except to destroy. So we renounce that lie, that false name. You can say it out loud. Say, I renounce that. I renounce that. Yeah. And let's think now about the primary truth that directly counters that lie. I'll give you 10 seconds or 15 seconds to think about that in quiet. Lord, when you look at us, that's what you see. You look at us and say, you're my son, you're my daughter, you're my beloved. You're strong, you're beautiful, you're destined for eternal glory. Whatever we most need to hear, Lord, we thank you for that name. And we're going to honor you and cooperate with your grace by claiming that name and saying it out loud, preaching out loud to ourselves every day. Thank you for that name that you give us. Lead us, Lord, from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. Oh, there's the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't be a podcast if I wasn't crying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Chris. Well, love you guys. Good we'll to chat be with soon. you. All right. Thanks, bye-bye. Chris. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.